Professor Louise Brown and I'm Professor of International Social Work and Innovation at the University of Bath in the Department of Social and Policy Sciences. And my background um, is child protection practice. So I was originally a social work practitioner and I specialised in child protection. And after I'd been in practice for a number of years, I came back into the university and I was um, a director of a research centre for a number of years and then I moved into an academic post which I've been in for some time and in recent years alongside training social workers here at Bath I also undertake research in a number of different countries predominantly around either their child welfare services or um, innovative service development, so picking up my research interests in social innovation. So I currently have projects running in China and Brazil, and the GCRF-funded project um, picked up the work that I had started to do in South Africa, and we were able to add Tanzania to, to that particular project. So why did you choose Tanzania in addition to South Africa? So the, orig- the original idea behind the GCRF project came from um, a long-term understanding that had, had developed both within my work and within the literature that strongly suggested that when social work interventions move from one country to another, so if we're talking about evidence-based interventions, for example, when they've been tried and tested in one site, they are quite often picked up by governments in other countries, often developing countries, and they will want to trial and test them in a second country. And what we were beginning to establish very clearly from the research evidence was that when interventions moved to a second country, for some reason they were less effective. And I had undertaken a piece of work in China where I'd been developing a social work service in Guangzhou in southern China. And it was a service that had been successfully implemented in many other countries And yet when I took it to China and we did the development and implementation work there, what we were finding was that it wasn't effective, that the context was so dramatically different that we needed to do a lot of contextual adaptation. Now that raises problems in the evidence-based practice world because if you move away from the true fidelity of the model and start to do adaptations to it, then it's difficult to continue to prove its evidence because you are testing something different. You're not testing like with like. So this whole issue of contextual adaptation really interested me and I wanted to know whether there was a process, a more systematic process that we could take practitioners through in a new country that would result in the adaptation of the intervention, but it being more successful when it was applied in practice. And so the thoughts behind the project were that we would take an intervention that we had tried and tested in the UK, and we would take it hypothetically, to begin with, into two different countries where social work services were very much in their infancy and being developed, 
and that we would design a process and a toolkit for practitioners to use in adapting the intervention for that context. So the idea behind having two countries was that we would be able to use the same process and compare how two different countries had adapted the same model. So it gave us that comparative data then that that we could use. So we started by doing a, a complete literature review on the different frameworks that were already around on how to adapt interventions from one site to another. And we designed a new framework which had a series of uh, domains, if you like. We could tell from the literature that there were some crucial areas that practitioners in new countries needed to think about. And I'll talk about those in a moment. But the, but we had these domains and we had a, uh, the beginnings of a toolkit and a process that we wanted to test with them. So that the... I already had a partnership with the University of Stellenbosch in South Africa, so it made sense to go there. And in the surrounding area of Stellenbosch, they have a number of very different communities who live there. So there is a a black township very close by, and the cultural roots and heritage of of the people living in that township um, are clan-based and very different to the white area that is is literally a mile down the road. So we had two distinct communities there that that we could test our new framework out in. And the idea behind going to Tanzania was that it was a very uh, low-resource country. And so in terms of the GCRF uh, funding criteria, this very much mapped onto the um, SDG goals and the whole ethos behind the GCRF fund. So the idea was that we would use those two countries, so we would have three sites but across two countries, and that they were all at different stages of development in terms of their social work services, but they all had the same need as in the prevalence rates of child maltreatment in those countries are relatively similar. So we had similar groups of need within the population and we had social work practitioners who were interested in developing a service and they were interested in looking at one that they had borrowed from another country. So we took a model um, uh, and we hypothetically said to them this is the model, this is what it would look like and we took them through our framework to get them to think about how they would adapt it for their own context. So we had those three different contexts. So it was quite a challenging process. I would say that the main challenges that we experienced as a project team were, I suppose that the key one is working at arm's length. So you're very reliant upon your collaborators within those countries And those partnerships that we have formed in advance are really helpful for facilitating the work. So when my colleague at Stellenbosch uh, was brought into the project, she very quickly understood what we were trying to do. I knew that she would be reliable and that she would be able to facilitate the project in the way that, that we needed it to happen. And so it worked very well there. So she was able to 
have the trust of those communities that we wanted to engage with. She already had the links with the social work practitioners and she was able to set up for us two workshops that we held at Stellenbosch University where we were able to go and run through this intervention with them and then get them to work for two days on adapting the intervention to their context. So the challenge in Tanzania was uh, I think more so around language but also around having the right partners in place. So that was a new partnership arrangement for us We had some connections through a master's student with the Institute of Social Work in Dar es Salaam and we worked very much with them and with the director of the Institute of Social Work. So we had a series of email exchanges and Skype calls where I explained the project to her, she agreed to be part of it and then she facilitated a two-day workshop with practitioners in Dar es Salaam for us. So I think that the, um, the... Collaboration is a real key part of this. You can't do it in different countries without that. And the longer you've had those partnerships in place, the better was my experience. So working at arm's length, the language was, was a bit of a challenge. I think the as the work progressed, one of the other issues that arose for us was that we were talking about a hypothetical intervention. If you were to do this, what would it need to look like? And how would it help fat children and families in your community? And I think having spent two days with practitioners, what then happened was they got very excited about wanting to develop the model and wanted to take it forward. And our funding at that point had, had sort of ceased. It, our funding was simply to test our framework. So it was quite difficult to then walk away and say, well, we will come back and we will support this process in some way, but we'll need to go away and find some funding to allow us to do that. So we've we've come back and we've been we've applied now for follow up funding. So when did it finish and then when will the follow up the project happen? So the first project that I've been describing finished uh, we we got back in June and the project officially finished in this month in July twenty nineteen. So there was a slight overlap with the application process for the next round of funding, which went in, I think, in late June, the mm. end of June. And we will hear at the end of July whether we've been successful with that. So the initial findings of the project were that when we got the practitioners to think about the, this intervention and to think about the adaptation process, what we discovered was that the key factors that were important in South Africa in terms of adapting the intervention were significantly different to the key factors that they identified in Tanzania. So, for example, in South Africa, they were most concerned to prioritise adapting the intervention to fit their cultural context. Um, partly because in these two different communities there, in the two different townships, they needed to think about how the intervention would sit along this clan-based culture. And they have clan leaders who are male, and the interven- and they would need to be involved in how the intervention ran if, they, if the social workers were to set it up and try and use it with families. And that was very different to Tanzania, where it was a much more top-down, politically driven system of service development and 
they were less concerned about cultural adaptation because as an African country, they, um, their history was very different to South Africa. They didn't have black, white and coloured communities which they have in South Africa. They, had, they considered themselves to be much less culturally diverse as a country but they were in a position where they couldn't proceed with any service development unless they had complete buy-in from politicians and the commissioner of social services, for example. If you were to then take the project to the next stage in Tanzania, they would then need to have that buy-in at a a political level with a small p before they could actually take that, that forward. Well, they weren't interested in that in South Africa. They had the um, capacity to take that forward without needing to get that political support. So they were much less resistant. Yes, there would yeah. have been less political resistance yeah. to, to them taking it forward. So what that told us was that when you transfer an intervention, let's say we use the UK as, as the primary site and we say we're going to move an intervention or somebody wants to borrow an intervention we've used in the UK, we can't just pick it up and transport it and put it down in a secondary site and think, well, we can tweak it a little bit. You would need to do a much more in-depth analysis of the context of that country so that you would know how best to adapt it to fit so we're hope, hopeful that in the long run, and we're talking probably this would take another year to two years to fully run its course, if we were to get um, secondary funding now, we would be able to take the learning from the first project and adapt that intervention based on the work we did in the initial workshops, understanding which areas of adaptation are most important for that country, adapting it and then trialling it in a very small-scale way to begin with before we know if it's going to work and then it can be scaled up. So I know you had a UK workshop as well. Yes. I think there was one, was it in Bath? Yes, the very initial piece of work we did when we secured the funding was to hire a research officer to complete a literature review of all the frameworks and literature that we could get our hands on about contextual adaptation of interventions. There was very little in the social work field already. There were a couple of examples of frameworks in health and we got the research officer to review the literature and from that we designed our own framework which was the first that had been developed for a social work context and we brought a a number of international experts or academics um, to Bath for a two-day workshop to take them through our framework so they were academics um, who had already been involved in contextual adaptation of health interventions and they came and reviewed the process that um, we were looking to to go and test out in these two countries and that was a really useful starting point for us was to get was to start to get some validation around our our own framework from them. Cool and what are you looking forward to the most if you do get the GCRF grant? Seeing the actual intervention in situ adapted appropriately for the for the context and seeing children and families going through the intervention hopefully it will be effective that that would be the icing on the cake if we could set something up and we were able to get in the long run 
outcome data that demonstrated it had been effective in meeting the needs of children or reducing the risk uh, to children. At the moment, yeah. the next stage of the project is going to be just focused on South Africa, okay. if we're successful with the application. Um, the context in Tanzania is much more difficult, yeah. and it, the GCRF funding is just for 10 months, and it would take us much longer to be able to prepare the ground in Tanzania for us to go back and to, to take that forward. So they're relatively small grants that, that are on offer. It's enough to do quite a lot of work in one country, but it was being spread very thinly over two. So we're going to focus in the first yeah. instance on, on South Africa. And the other advantage of that is that we still have the two different communities in South Africa within which we can test the framework further. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Okay, Cheers. Thank you.